The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain. And after he had sat down, his disciples came to him. He began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you, and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. One cold and snowy winter evening, St. Francis of Assisi and Brother Leo were making their way back to St. Mary of the Angels, to their friary. St. Francis was particularly affected by the cold. He said to Brother Leo, he said, I'm going to shorten this. It was really a very long explanation, or rather elucidation. He said, Brother Leo, if the friars were to preach the most wonderful sermons so the people came to us from all over to listen to them, that would not be perfect joy. They walked on, turned to him again and said, Brother Leo, if we were to convert all the Mohammedans to the faith, that would not be perfect joy. They walked on for a while longer and he said to him, Brother Leo, if the friars were to work all kinds of miracles, healing the crippled, giving sight to the, to, to the blind, hearing to the deaf and speech to the mute, that would still not be perfect joy. If you have the tongues of angels to bring consolation to all people and to be consoled ourselves, that would not be perfect joy. And then Brother Leo asked him what, what did constitute perfect joy. He said, if we were to arrive at our friary and the porter would come out and insult us and verbally abuse us, calling us charlatans, imposters, hypocrites, and slam the door in our face and leave us out here in the cold, that would be perfect joy. And if we were to come back again and knock and he were to come out and be even more verbally abusive, even more insulting, calling us far worse names and drive us away, that would be perfect joy. 
And if we were to come back again and again, and finally if we were to come back and say, in the name of God, let us in. And instead he would come out, knock us down into the snow, and as we lay in the snow, pick up a stick and beat us. That would be perfect joy. Because then we would have conquered ourselves. We would have been united finally with the passion, death, and humiliation of our Lord. And that is perfect joy. We don't think of that, do we, really? Not the way we look at life. And yet, when you consider the saints, that's really what they were willing to do. Today's gospel, for instance, the Beatitudes is a favorite gospel. I'm not always sure why it is, because most people don't want to live this way. The poor in spirit, the incredible sacrifice that all of that takes, poverty of spirit, to mourn, to mourn for our sins. I believe what that means. To mourn, we don't do that, do we, often? If at all. Meekness, people take advantage of the weak, of the meek. To hunger and thirst for righteousness, that requires incredible sacrifice. Mercy, we like the idea of mercy, but we don't often want to show it, really. To be clean of heart in our world. To be clean of heart, our world doesn't see much value in that at all. Peacemakers, peacemakers have to give up a great deal of themselves for that. To be persecuted, to be insulted, and so on. That isn't something we really strive after. I'd like to read a small section from the Imitation of Christ on this subject. I apologize for reading. He said, Do you imagine you will always have spiritual comfort whenever you want it? That was never the way with my saints. What they had was a world of trouble, trials innumerable, utter desolation. Yet for all that, they held out patiently in all that befell them, trusting in God and not in themselves. They knew that they did not amount, count these present sufferings as the measure of that glory which is to be revealed, the prize they hope to win. Are you asking to have here and now something that many people have only just managed to obtain after much toil and many a tear? Wait patiently for the Lord to help you. Be brave and let your heart take comfort. Do not lose courage. Do not retreat. Be steadfast in hazarding yourself, body and soul, for the glory of God. The reward I shall give you will surpass all measure, and in all your troubles I shall be at your side. When Mother Teresa was once asked to describe herself, she said very simply, I am only a poor woman who prays. I am only a poor woman who prays. And because I pray, I can love. That's how she summed it up. And so she was able to do things that most people cannot do or will not do uh, as a result of that and endured all the things mentioned in this gospel and in that reading from the imitation of Christ and the words of St. Francis. In our opening hymn, there's a verse we didn't sing, one of my favorites, 
I mentioned it before because it sort of sums up the life of a saint. And when the strife is fierce, the warfare long, steals on the ear that distant triumph song, and hearts are brave again, and arms are strong. Alleluia, alleluia. Let us pray. Almighty Father, we come today rejoicing in your saints and trusting in your love and mercy. For the Church throughout the world, that through the Eucharist, the food of saints and the food of lovers, her members will be, will always respond to the call to heroic virtue. We pray to the Lord. Lord For all nations of the world, especially our own, they will hear the voices of the saints and the call of the church. We pray to the Lord. For those who are sick and suffering and dying, they may know that they are called to be saints in their suffering. For those who are greatly tempted, for those who have lost faith, we pray to the Lord. For greater respect for human life and during the month of November, especially for life at the end, we pray to the Lord. For an increase in vocations to priesthood and the consecrated life, those young men and women who will answer the call to heroic virtue in a unique way, for the greater reverence for the heroism of marriage and the single life, we pray to the Lord. For our bishop, priests, deacons, and seminarians, and for the American hierarchy, having become holy themselves, they may then preach sanctity to others, we pray to the Lord. For the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, for all who have died in the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster, for those who died in the shootings in Pittsburgh in the synagogue, eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May they rest in peace. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed For all of us here, that we may realize that sanctity comes in the everyday things of life, that we become saints in the everyday or we don't become saints at all, we pray to the Lord. Lord, We now join our prayers to those of the Queen of all saints as we sing. 